Welcome to the Morning Upgrade Podcast with Ryan Cote, where we feature casual conversations with entrepreneurs about personal development and growth. Hey, Joe. Welcome to the Morning Upgrade Podcast. How are you? Awesome, Ryan. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm excited to uh, have this conversation with you. For my audience of Morning Upgraders, why don't you start off by telling everyone you know, who you are, uh, what you do for a living. Give us a win that's happening in your life right now. Absolutely. Yeah. My name is Joe Evangelisti, and uh, I primarily build self-storage facilities. I develop self-storage facilities all over the nation, really, from uh, Texas all the way to the uh, Atlantic Ocean. I also help people uh, get involved in self-storage any way possible, you know, through uh, passive income investments or through syndicated deals or uh, as developers, you know, learning how to transition from uh, from real estate investments in like the single family, multifamily space into getting transitioned into self-storage as well. Excellent. And what about a win? Ah, wins. Uh, wins this week. Uh, well, wins recently have been have been awesome. Uh, we've had uh, a couple of amazing events. We just got back from Mexico last week. Uh, it was it was a big win for us, uh, having uh, some some amazing clients uh, out there learning to work on their business and uh, you know set some big big goals for 2022. And uh, we just picked up uh, our ninth facility ten days ago. Two big wins. You own some storage units, and then you also help others get into that business. Is that right? So it's like part coaching, part correct. Actual- in the business, yeah, we, we took um, yeah, we spent about uh, twelve years doing single family fix and flips, and um, we did about a thousand of those over the course of twelve years. And uh, about three four years ago, we made it just a cold transition straight into self storage. Decided I need something that was more scalable, something we could control a little bit easier, and something that you know we could build a, a really highly effective team around. And so um, you know, I took my team of forty to fifty people that was doing single family and shrunk it down to fifteen. With fifteen people, I'm doing. You know, just about 100x the numbers that we were doing before. And uh, it's been incredible. It's been an incredible transition for us. Wow. And so at what point in the business did you add the consulting coaching part? I've been doing mastermind retreat coaching and, and, and stuff like that for probably seven, eight years now. And uh, it's steadily been transitioned. But in, in this last two, three months, we've added um, the, this what we call the storage syndicate, which is, you know, essentially it's it's creating a, a true mastermind. If you, I'm sure you're familiar with, you know, what a true mastermind is, but it's bringing yeah. people that are already in the business, right? It's a lot of, you know, I'm bringing my existing development team, my existing uh, architects, designers, uh, high-level contractors that are building these sites from us all over the country, putting them in a room with other developers that we're doing business with, you know, and as well as, you know, people that are new to the business that want to learn how to get into it, really creating uh, an atmosphere where they can all learn from each other and joint venture together and hopefully do some deals. The ultimate outcome is not, not only do we just create a great infrastructure that supports all of their needs, but, you know, ultimately we help them do business and, you know, we might get involved in 15 or 20% of their deals. And I'm asking these questions because I think it's an interesting concept for everyone listening. Like if you own, if you own a business and you're successful at it, you know, a whole nother revenue stream and, and just a, a slew of potential opportunities is in helping others do the same. And uh, plus I'm a big fan of masterminds. So that's, that's really interesting. I a thousand percent believe in it. And the reason I, I did it and the reason it's not a comfortable thing to just go out, go out there and start your own mastermind and invite a bunch of people into it. Right. But it forces us to expand our network and to create resources for people inside of that network so that the opportunities are they're endless. You know, people can find deals, they can fund deals, they can find people to help them build their deals, they can answer any question they might have. And, you know, ultimately we all win bigger together. Yeah. Sounds great. Let's pivot to personal development. I I I'll, I'll probably mm-hmm. ask you some other business questions like challenges. 
Sure. Let's go to personal development for a minute. Your morning routine. Um, I know you're traveling right now, but in general, what does that look like? I'm a big proponent of uh, the Miracle Morning. I'm sure that uh, a lot of people yeah. read that book years ago, but it changed my life. I mean, I've probably been doing the Miracle Morning now for, I don't even know, five, six, seven years. I don't know when the book came out, but I think I read, I was one of the first people to read it and I, I just took action immediately. So I've been getting up at 4.15 for a long time. Generally, my morning involved working out, getting a, getting a sweat in, journaling, meditation, hydration, planning out you know the top, what I call the three to thrive. What are the top three things that I'm going to knock out in my day to make me feel successful? And I'd love to get that done as far as um, knocking it out so that I can, I can get uh, time for my daughters. You know, my daughters are my world and, and I want to make sure that I can have all that done because they get up about, you know, 7, 15, 7.30-ish and they're out the door at 8, at 8, uh, at 8.15. So my goal is to have that 45 minutes when they're up to, uh, to help them get ready and to talk to them in the morning and have breakfast with them before they go out the door. So my routine is from 4.15 to 7.15 is to get all those things done and over with so that I'm prepared for my day and I can actually have some, you know, presence of mind to spend with my daughters. That's a, good, a great book. I, that started me down the morning routine rabbit hole. I, I've since then crafted my own routine, but I'm the same as you. I have daughters too, and I get up before everyone gets up and just get all that stuff done that's important to me. And, uh, yeah. and by the time they're up, you know, I've already checked off the boxes as to what's important to start a day. So yeah, I'm on, I'm on the same page with you 100%. The amazing part about so, it too, Ryan, is like when you miss it, you miss it, right? Like it just throws off your whole day. Oh, you know what? So I'm on like... Um, is it month five straight or month six straight of not missing? Um, actually, that's not true because we went to Disney last week and I think there was one day. But yeah, most in general, I try not to miss it all. And, you know, we do road trips. Yeah. And uh, the last one, I, I think I I think I maybe did it one day at the road trip or two days. And yeah, it put me in a funk. I mean, when you're used to the routines and the habits, and especially when you got a routine that really fuels you and feeds you, when you just chop that out, it's you notice it, at least in my experience. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. What other habits? You seem like a pretty habit-driven. What other habits do you have that uh, really drive you? I try to come up with uh, the habits that are really going to be more most effective for me, right? So obviously, eating habits, hydration habits, effective learning habits, right? So growth is a, is a massive piece for me. I'm always trying to figure out ways to get more uncomfortable. I'm constantly, you know, feeding my brain with audiobooks and and YouTube videos and things that are either data-driven or or leadership-driven or business-driven, some some way, shape, or form. That's a big habit for me is just constantly, you know, listening to something or, or watching something that's going to kind of push us to another level, you know, and, and I try to make a habit of doing something, at least one thing that's like super uncomfortable each week, you know, whether that be hiring somebody that, you know, kind of makes me uncomfortable or coming up with a new process or program or project that's going to make me a little bit outside of my comfort zone. I'm really always trying to drive myself to feel a little bit uncomfortable because I, I, I firmly believe that to be a great leader, I have to stay in front of the pack. And I can't ask my people to be innovative and to think outside the box and to solve problems if I'm not out there doing the same thing. Why is personal growth so important in your opinion? I mean, you don't have to sell me on it because it sounds like we're cut from the same mm. cloth. But if someone's listening yeah. and uh, they found my podcast for the first time and they're kind of starting to dabble in the personal development world, but they're not totally convinced, like, why is it so important to you? You know, just personally, I think we're, we're all here for, for two, two major reasons is growth and contribution. You feel your best, whether, whether you admit it or not, like publicly, and I'm not just talking to you, I'm talking to everybody, and I'm talking to myself, honestly. It's like you feel your best when you grow. Like, why do you do uncomfortable things? Is because when you achieve them, that's when you feel your best, mm -hmm. right? Like, when you go out and set out to do something you've never done before, and all of a sudden you win, you're like, holy crap, I didn't think I could do that. 
Yeah. Right. That's what the human experience is all about. It's about doing the next level thing. It's about, it's not about doing it to, to show off to your friends, it's not about going out and, and, you know, achieving that next level so you can brag about it on social media. It's about making yourself self-realization that you could, you could achieve it, that you could do it. Right. And I think that constantly trying to get to that next level is what we're here for. It's, you know, going out there and achieving your dreams. That's what God put you here for. Yeah. Hundred percent agree. I like Ed Milet and I think Brian Johnson and a couple others talk about the gap, like your where you are now and and what the version two point of yourself could look like, what like what that gap is, mm-hmm. how big it, how big is that gap? And that's like what drives me is trying to close that gap. And for me, it's like a never ending journey because I'm far from perfect, and my wife and kids could probably give you many examples of that. But uh, but I'm mm-hmm. constantly striving to get that one percent better. And it's I think you're right. I think I think most humans are driven by just achieving and growing. And uh, seeing what's possible, you know, I think it's a definition of being a great leader is constantly trying to strive to do something, you know, the, the next level from where you're at now, whatever that is. And it's not, you know, I think I think a lot of people mistake that for, you know, again, comparing themselves to somebody else, like my next level and your next level are two different things. I don't, you know, comparing myself to you is, is completely meaningless. Comparing myself to what I did yesterday is what's important. Yes. Great point. Great point. All right, let's swing back to business. I want to talk about challenges. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. Biggest challenge that you've faced in the business and then how you overcame it, like whatever comes to mind first and that biggest challenge. Yeah, I mean, look, we faced, there's there's not a challenge, I don't think, in real estate that we haven't faced multiple times. If not, I mean, it, we're, we're constantly being thrown. You know, my, my investors, I, I think when I when I think about this question, you know, we're constantly talking to new investors, right? And they say to you, they say to you like, "What's the biggest risk?" And I say to them, "We're developing real estate. Like everything is a risk, right? Materials are going up, labor is going up. The, you know, shortages of of things, timing, weather conditions. You know, everything is a risk. Our job is to solve problems each and every single day, right? Every day we wake up, we get punched in the face every yep. single day, and every single day we take that punch, we get back up, we do it again, and so." Problem solving is just the nature of the beast. I think the thing that a lot of people don't realize is they're they're constantly struggling for success. Like they want a million dollar success or a hundred thousand dollar a month success, but what they're what they're not doing is getting punched in the face hard enough, right? They're not taking risks that are that are equivalent to the success level that they want, or they're not solving problems that are equivalent to the success level they want. And so I'm not not trying to not answer your question. I, I will, but you know the point is that I think that. Our issues are equivalent to what we want out of life. You know, I have I have uncovered 500 gallon underground oil tanks in million dollar new construction properties. Right, I have, you know, run into high level phase two issues when we had 150 grand in escrow on our project. We've had all kinds of, you know, you name it. We've probably run into the issue. The question is, what are you going to do about it? That is the question. What, what, how do you handle it? Like you personally, or what have you done to put yourself, obviously the personal development stuff, but any books, any, anything that comes to mind in terms of problem solving and handling those types of challenges? Yeah, it's funny. I was coaching on this, like literally yesterday, one of my coaching clients, I, I do what's called mental armor. And what that looks like, and I try not to spend 20 minutes on this because I know it's a short show, but my morning routine is a massive piece of that. Because what we want to do is we want to be proactive about our day instead of reactive. And what I find is most people live their life reactively, meaning they roll out of bed and what's the first thing they do? They pick up their phone, they check their Gmail, yep. right? And, and I tell people like nothing positive is ever, you've never opened your Gmail and been like, oh my, somebody sent me a hundred thousand dollars. It's amazing. Like, <laughs> this is a, like, you've never been like absolutely elated by what happened inside of your email, 
Okay. But the exact opposite is true. If you can spend the first three hours of your morning preparing yourself for war, putting on your armor, if you can like literally just fit, like, think about like you're putting on, you know, your, your battle gear every morning. And that is your meditation. That is your gratitude. That is your getting a good sweat in. That is hydrating. That is thinking about the things positively that you're going to impact the day with. Thinking about the conversations you're going to have with high-level people. Thinking about how you're going to move the needle closer to your goals. Journaling about it. Laying it all out. Being proactive about how you're going to attack your day. Every day, right? Then when you get to the office, and an hour goes by, 10 o'clock happens, and someone calls and says, there's an underground tank, it's 500 gallons, and we're not sure if it's going to cause an EPA nightmare. You're less likely to react by going, oh my God, the sky's falling, everything's going to, we're all going to die, right? You, you take a minute and you, and, you, and you think first about what you're grateful for. You're present of mind. You, you solve problems slower, right? You think through them. Okay, what's the next step? Who do I need to talk to? How do we handle this situation? What is the best case scenario? What is the worst case scenario? And so when we have this mental armor in place, we're more proactive about how to solve problems and less reactive to freaking out every time a big or small problem gets put in front of us. And so what happens is we're more productive throughout our, our, our entire day and throughout our entire week rather than being reactive to every single fire that gets started. I can't agree more with what you just said. I have a similar experience, like all the work I do myself, like when problems come up, I don't freak out as much as I used to. And uh, not mm -hmm. that I don't feel the stress and the anxiety, but like you said, think slower. I guess I never thought of it that way. That's really interesting way mm -hmm. you, the way, way you phrased it. We had this awesome uh, conversation last week in Mexico. My jiu-jitsu coach has this, this quote. He says, slow is smooth and smooth is fast, right? Like when you're putting a move on somebody or you're trying to practice a drill, when you practice really slow and you get smooth at something, next thing you know, you're so smooth at a move that you can do it fast. And it's like, it's like the move just existed all along. It's like a natural progression, right? Well, when you break down problem solving slowly and your presence of mind and you're focused and you can break down a problem into solvable terms, and that becomes a practice of yours, you become smooth at problem solving. Then you can become fast at problem solving. But mm. until you become smooth at it, you can't become fast. And if that yeah. starts to resonate with the listeners, then all of a sudden it'll be like an aha moment, like, holy crap, he's right. <laughs> you know, no, I mean, it's the same in jujitsu. <laughs> yeah, no, this is great. I mean, like, honestly, these 15 minutes flew by um, and I, I fully yep. believe, you know, with all the, uh, all the advice and, and, and wisdom that you shared, uh, my audience is going to be better off after listening to this episode. I really appreciate everything you shared. I do have one last question for you though, and we'll wrap up with yep. you sharing your website or whatever you want to, whatever resources you want to share. I can feel your energy. I can feel like your zest for life. It sounds like you've had a fair amount of success and all that. And I want like your personal perspective on the meaning of life, like through Joe's lens, what, what is the meaning yep. of life? We call, well, I'll tell you, we call our coaching program legacy builder coaching, right? And I think this, this term legacy gets overused, right? Like, you know, what is legacy? How do we build legacy? To me, the meaning of life is that I have this moral obligation to share what I know for the betterment of people around me. And what that means is, yes, I will make a lot of money in my life because I'm sharing my knowledge and I'm helping people succeed. But more importantly, I want some kid in 150 years who learned something from his father, who learned something from his great-great-grandfather that I had a conversation with, 
who does something better for society, for his community, for the people around him, because of something that we taught, right? Like what we can do for society just because we're sharing our knowledge, because we're trying to make an impact. Like to me, that's legacy. That's what we're here for, right? And it doesn't necessarily have to be my name on the side of a building. It's something that that kid actually does because we taught it today, right? Or we put that ball in the motion. And to me, that's the bigger, that's the bigger gift. That's the, that's the uh, contribution that we can give to society. I often think about the ripple effect, like what we're doing today. What is, what is the ripple effect, you know, X number of years down the road. So, uh, yeah, I love that answer. Yeah. Well, this has been great, Joe. This has really been great. What, if people want to reach out to you, where should we send them? Yeah, they can go to uh, LegacyBuilder.Coach is the main spot. Or they can just find me on Facebook at Joe Evangelisti. We'll link that up in the show notes. Well, thanks, Joe. Appreciate everyone for listening. Yeah, Ryan. Thanks for having me, brother. Thanks for listening to the Morning Upgrade Podcast. Please subscribe and review. And don't forget to visit us at MorningUpgrade.com for more content. <laughs>